Open book. Open book. Okay. I always like that, you know, ask. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. Some You're good. people, you know, some people got an image or something they like to keep or, you know. What do you mean? Like you what? Know, Give like me an example. Rappers. Give me an example. I, I interviewed some rappers. Okay. And, you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't want to tell, they wouldn't want to, like, yeah, I don't know, go, go ahead and talk about, you know, my, let's keep that out of there. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Baby mama drama. Oh. <laughs> well, all of my kids are grown, so we're good. So they're they're adults. So gotcha. Okay, yeah, now we're good. If not, it's all good. Oh, that's kind of cool. How long have you lived in Cary? Uh, 20, actually, I've been in Cary for maybe seven years, uh-huh. but I've been in North Carolina for 25. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Cary's an interesting place. Why do you say that? Why do I like people? <laughs> <laughs> A ton of white people. Yeah. Uh, Raleigh, how is Raleigh any different than that? I live in Raleigh for more diverse it is. Very, I, very I agree, diverse. it is. Uh, it is. You know, so, uh, best conversations or your page? Uh, my page. Your page. Yeah, yeah, we can go live. All right, say less. It's very, very so you don't like Carrie? I, I, I find... I don't like it. It's just, you know, older white people kind of, you know... <laughs> it's just like that. <laughs> Red light, we good to go. Okay. Oh. Are you No, but I'm about to right now. Good. With my hand. Conversations. Um, what we have, you know, very interesting guests, great conversation, and just getting informed on things that we definitely need to be informed with. Thank you, Dre. Um, 
So tonight's guest, um, this lovely this lovely lady, is an author of her own book. Um, like I said, if you've seen the flyer, we're talking health and wellness tonight. And definitely something that's very important, not just to me, but our whole uh, community of being young and black, um, older and black as well. You know, just um, health is very important. And um, yeah, so that's what we're going to get into. We're going to get into a book. But first time to the podcast, Tawanda Wilson. Yes. Thank you. How you doing tonight? I am simply wonderful. How are you? I'm, I'm blessed. Uh, I'm very, very blessed. Um, I'm glad, glad, and thank that you have uh, come through, and you know, going to share some knowledge that you have um, got over the years, and definitely getting into your journey. Why'd you write this amazing book and everything? So, first off, the first thing question I always like to ask people is, where are you from? So, I am from Hampton, Virginia. Okay. And I've been here for a little while, so I claim North Carolina is my home. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> All right, sound good. Um, first off, what like like what made you want to write this book, and like what what was that moment in that turning point in your life that you said, you know, I need a change in lifestyle. Okay, so the change in lifestyle for me started back when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. So. My family had, and actually probably a little bit before that, um, my family had an issue with high blood pressure, diabetes, cancer, all the same stuff that we see in our community, right? Correct. And for me, it was just kind of like, I kept hearing people, the elders talk about the um, pressure pills and the, the blood sugar pills and all of that. And it was just kind of, you know, like that conversation that you hear all, all over the place. So family members were getting sick and just dying at early ages. And it was just kind of like, you got to do something different, like what's going on. I started reading medical journals, <clears throat> excuse me, when I was probably in middle school, trying to learn how to read better. And so I started reading medical journals and just kind of realized like what we were doing was causing the issues that we had. So I started talking to my family members about it. And it was just kind of like, eh, you know, they, they just kind of like, you're just tea, you know, and they just blow you off. But then again, family members continuously getting sick and having legs amputated and just kind of a little bit of everything. And I decided when I went to um, my senior year, I decided to change uh, my diet and not eat red meat. So really? a friend of mine, yeah, and I was a track runner. So, you know, mm-hmm. your, your diet is, is important. And then by the time I got to college, I decided to just go vegan or vegetarian at that time. And so that was it. It was just kind of like, I have to do something different. And then, of course, once you start having children, I'm like, I don't want my children to actually have the health issues that my family had. So I was like, I got to do something different. So I just kind of did the opposite of what they were doing. You know, so eating more vegetables. Um, They didn't really exercise because they were, you know, on the smaller side. So it wasn't a matter of being overweight. It was just kind of like they weren't healthy in the sense of doing that. And then, of course, your stress and all this other stuff. So that was the beginning of the journey for me. And then from that point, once I started having children, going into the healthcare field of of just doing things naturally. So I didn't give my children immunization shots and I didn't uh, do medications for them. And it was just, I want to do the holistic thing. So we started chiropractic and acupuncture and all of that stuff. So of course, family is like, what are you you doing? You're going to kill your kids. Like, oh my gosh. So that's how the journey started. And then 
<clears throat> with being in the holistic field at that time, it just, I saw us not understanding and knowing the information that other people were getting that chiropractic was good for boosting your immune system, not just when you got in a car accident. Right. And I just felt like, like, I have to take this information to my community. And that's kind of where it started. The book should have been written like 15 years ago, but I was a punk and I punked out a lot of times <laughs> and didn't and didn't write the book because I just didn't know where to start. There was so much information. And so it was just kind of like, oh, where do I start? And then my publisher, um, I ended up meeting him and then he was just kind of like, you got to write a book. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I've heard that plenty of times. He's like, no, you have to write a book. And so here we are. Gotcha. Now, you being vegan and raising raising children, and I'm, I'm guessing your children didn't start off vegan, or was they vegan? No, they've been vegan all their life. Really? Yeah, and they're 27, 25, and 21. Now, tell me how do you get a 10-year-old kid, 8-year-old, 5-year-old that love McDonald's, that love all the bad stuff, how do you... I mean, even though you, you're the you're you're the, you're the parent, but you know they're gonna do what you say. But you know, how do you? Because you know the influence, the commercials, everything. How do you not you know make them do it and not want that <laughs> McDonald's? Well, see, for me, my children never had it because okay. they were raised that way. You, you, you now it doesn't can't mean want that what you, you can't, never had. <laughs> right? You, exactly. You cannot want what you, they they don't miss it. Right. But for someone who already has started that journey, one, I am my children's biggest. Um, influence and that's what we should be right so we have to take back the reins and and they're going to follow what we do they're going to do what we do so if we never give it to them if we say no we're not eating that anymore um, then and we follow suit and we give them what we want to give them they'll change like children are are very malleable They, they they will adjust to what we're doing we just have to understand and then if we give them the reasons why and I think that's the reason why my children actually didn't change once they got older because I gave them the option, you know, once they're old enough to make decisions, you get to, you know, figure out, you know, what you want to do in your life and go down that road. And they were just kind of like, no, this is what we want to do. Wow. That's, that's, so, that's amazing. Yeah. So they had to go to birthday parties and watch, you know, watch people eat cake and do things that they didn't do and they were okay with it. Wow. So it was about, you know, and teaching them like you're here to celebrate this person, not necessarily the cake. We don't eat that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and they understood why. So they're like, yeah. And so they could go to the parties. They could go, you know, wherever and just not indulge in that, but still have just as much fun for the person that we were, you know, going to, you know, going with. And of course, we didn't celebrate holidays. So same with holidays. Like they could go and, and enjoy their cousins having, you know, Christmas okay. or whatever. So. Now why, now, why you didn't in, um, indulge in holidays? Oh, so I just, I did a lot of research, and I'm not a religious person. I'm spiritual, spiritual. not religious. So it was okay. just that, you know, that was the, the choice and the option. And again, still giving them the choice as they were older, you get to choose. Like, you have to do your research, and you know, we're going to give you information, but you get to choose on what you do. And, and again, because they understood why, they still follow everything that we do. You got some good children. Uh, they are good. They are very, very good. But, you know, again, we, we just have to do our part. Like, I parent. Like, mm-hmm. I parent. It's not just kind of like, you know, there's a difference in parenting kids and just watching after them. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what a lot of people do Because there are some rebellious souls out here that, that, you know, does yeah. not listen to their parents and kind of stray away from the, you know, what they're saying. Yeah. 
I, I was definitely one. You I, were one of those? I was definitely one. Um, just a little bit about my journey um, in religion and all that type of stuff. Uh, when I was 13, mm-hmm. I think I was like 12 or 13, I decided to become Muslim. Oh, yeah, I went down that road, too. Yes. Oh, you went down that road, too? <laughs> I did. I did. Okay. So, I, I was did. like so I was like 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy named Neville um, moved to my neighborhood. Um, and I'm from a small town. You ever heard of Wagram, North Carolina, Laurenburg, Laurenburg, North Carolina? Never heard of it. Don't worry. A lot, a lot of people have it. But that's why. But that's where I grew up. And so this guy, he moves to my he moves to my neighborhood. Um, he was Muslim, and I grew up Christian. Um, you know, just you know, regular Christian black family. It was, it was cool. But something that he was saying to me just really stuck. Like I don't know what it was. I see why people that go to jail or prison, like, <laughs> they, they pick up Islam so easy because it, I don't know. It, it just, made sense to it made, you. It made a, it lot, of, it made a yeah. lot of sense to me. And so, here I am, I don't know, I was young, I know I was like in middle school, and here I am rebelling from my mom and saying, um, hey, I'm Muslim, <laughs> I'm not eating pork no more, uh, I don't care what you cook, I'm not eating that anymore. And my mom was looking at me like, Really? Really, boy, <laughs> like you, you, you Muslim? Okay, <laughs> let's see. You know what I mean? But she respected it, and so how long did you journey. last on that journey? Ooh, <laughs> how long did I last on my Islam journey? Mm-hmm. Oh, we getting real tonight? Yeah, let's get real. Uh, on my Islam journey, um, I would say the whole through middle school I was cool, but when I got to high school. Mm-hmm. It was just a whole nother ball game. It was a whole nother world. It was just what shifted. What shifted? Um, good question. Uh, what shifted? Just hormones, music, um, um, the people that we started. Cause we had like a whole community that we was. I was like, mm-hmm. it was a bunch of us all became mm-hmm. Muslims and was um following Islam and just. All of us just started all slipping at the same time, and it just kind of just went left. And and um and then another another thing is I realized that the message between Islam and Christianity is not that far off. And so I was just like, you know, I believe in God. You know, I just I just believe in God, and I just kind of left it there. Yeah, and that that was it. And I think that's kind of what happened with me. We studied. I studied a couple of different religions, and I say we. It was my, you know. My husband at the time and I, we just kind of looked at everything and we right. did. You have to look at everything. Thing. You have to, but you do realize that most religions have so much in common. And I decided at that time, I'm going to pick and choose what works for me and then I'm going to do that. And me, that's what we did. Me too. Like, yeah. I really, that's the same way I felt. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to find something that works for me. And what works for me exactly. is I believe in God. Exactly. Like, I, like yeah. to this day, like, I go to church. I don't call myself. I'm not. I'm not Christian. I'm not Muslim. I just believe in God. Yeah. Like that's just yeah. it. I, just, I believe in right and I believe in wrong. Right. And that's just and that's the way I live my life. And that's and that's where I get my peace. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. with religion, it just feels like um, like it's just just like oh, if I do this, then you know, exactly. then it's just exactly. it's just too much sometimes. And yeah. so that's why I just believe in God and that's and that's why I have my my peace and I'm very happy just right. believing in God and I know you know and I tried to just live my life as a good person you know that's 
that's that's really much it, and that's yeah. and that's me. And that that's what you have to do. I think the one thing that we were given was choice. Yes. Right. And yes. so you get to choice. choose how you live your life. You Absolutely. You get to choose what your health looks like. You get to choose like you get to choose what you know what you want to make out of it, and you get to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, once you choose it, you get to do it or not. Right. right. Absolutely. And even in not making a choice, you're still making a choice. Yeah. So. Yeah. Definitely. So. Let's get into let's get into this book. Okay, breaking my family poor health chain. Yes, explain that title. So that's essentially what I did. I had to break my family's poor health chain, meaning that we would eat one vegetable a day, right? Just what is that a camera right there? That's the camera right there. Hello out there, team. <laughs> they out there watching. I was live wondering why you kept looking over that way. Yes. Okay, I thought it was on your computer. Okay. okay, so I had to break my family's chain of the things that we were doing as far as with the um, eating one vegetable a day, if that was it. Except for, of course, around holidays, you have a lot of you know veggies, but they cook them like all day long so that the the greens are. Um, tender enough for you to just swallow so they were cooking a lot of the nutrients out of it so that was one thing and then stress and whether it's emotional mental spiritual stress whatever the stress is even physical stress so just like really looking at you know what actually health is and then breaking that down so what i did was i decided to create something called the eight essential lifestyle functions and those are those eight essentials that you have to look at to actually determine if you're healthy or not And so the first thing that we talk about in that book is what is true health, Mm. you know, and and most people judge it off of how they look and how they feel. It's like, oh, you look good, so you must be healthy. And that is not the best way to judge your health at all. Just because you don't have a disease or you look a certain way or you feel a certain way, um, yeah, you can't do that. So that's essentially where the, the title came from is I had to break what was going on in order to change the future of what I wanted. Absolutely. How how important is mental health to that eight, to the, what'd you say, the eight? The eight essential life functions essential, yes. is very important. Like mental health is, so emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being is the eight essential. And then that brings you back around to the first one, which is mindset, mastering your mindset. So um, you have to, mental health has to be dealt with in a way um, that we don't do it, especially in the black community. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, that's something that we kind of brush under the rug. We don't talk about, um, but it's essential. It's essential and it can definitely damage health. Right. Explain explain, um, being a mother, being an author, um, parenting. You know, because the reason why I asked this because um, I grew up in a in a, um, in a household where it's that that tough love, that tough mom love. You know, um, that that's well needed, yeah. um, but sometimes it's a, you know you're a little scared to have that conversation with your mom and. You know, and it kind of messes with the mental sometimes because you're kind of, you know, nervous to have that conversation with your parents. How did, you know, was you able to to parent and let your kids know that it's always an open door policy and you can come to me about anything and and all that? Yeah, I did. Um, that was one of the main things that I really wanted to do. And I started that communication um, very early. I would say the first time I started that communication with them, like really started, it was the first day that I picked my son up from um, school, from uh, first grade. And I said, uh, how was your day? And he and I was like, what'd you do? And he said, nothing. And I slammed on brakes. And I turned around. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? You were in school for eight hours and you did absolutely nothing? 
you can't tell me anything that you did, right? So my daughter's back there like, ooh, and they're just kind of looking. And um, that, and I was like, I'm turning around and I'm taking you back to school because if you were in that class for, you know, eight hours and your teacher did nothing, we have a problem. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, no, we worked on it. He started telling me what they worked on. And from that day on, I never had to ask them how their day was. They immediately came home and told me. So from there, we started the conversation. I mean, that started communication between us, right? Because there is no nothing and I don't know, you know. So, But we started it early. He was, what, six at that time? Mm -hmm. And then when my daughter was, she was two years younger than him. So she immediately, when school started, knew the same thing. Like, that was the process. So until they were in high school, as soon as I got home, it was that, okay, let me tell you about my day, mom. And then, you know, so that started the communication. But then once they became teenagers, you're talking with them, you know, and I would take them out and go, okay, you get to ask me any question that you want. And they were like, okay, so my son's that's, first question. That's really good. Yeah. We, and I, I would take them individually. individually I'm, I'm going to take that home with me. And I would put them in the car and we would just drive around and talk. So it wasn't a face-to-face -face mm -hmm. because, you know, that can be kind of intimidating for kids. Absolutely. So we were just driving around and just talking, you know, and drinking on a, a juice or whatever. And I just made it very comfortable. And his first question was like, when do I get to have a girlfriend? And I was like... <laughs> in the 10th grade and he was in like the sixth grade at that time and i was like so let me explain why and i was like now i want you to learn about you and who you are and what you like and then you get to learn and study girls you know while you're learning who you are and study what you like about them and what you dislike and then you know by the 10th grade because ninth grade you're still learning how to get used to high school but 10th grade you've kind of got it under control so 10th grade you can have it if you do all these other things and so he's like okay and I'm like, now, if somebody says, do you want to go out with me? Say, no, I just want to, I just want to hang out and, and I'm not interested in dating anybody right now. You don't have to say, no, my mom said I can't date anybody. <laughs> so I gave them the tools that they needed to actually respond to their peers at, at that time. So they were kind of like, okay. And then they used that. And then I told him, I was like, every girl in the sixth grade is going to go with every boy in the sixth grade. What makes you different? Right. You know, so like you, they shouldn't be able to go with everybody. Like all of you guys are different. So if you're finding out what you like, then they need to do the same thing. And if they're not interested in doing that, then you probably don't need to talk with them. And so he came back and he's like, mom, you were right. Like every girl has went with every boy in the sixth grade, except for me. And now all the girls want to go with me. And I'm like, no, I just want to have friends. Mm, so great. that was that was the you know that was the start of that but to get back to your question as far as with like parenting that's one of the things that the black community lacks because oftentimes we don't have a you know a female and male figure in the home mm -hmm. and our our job as women are to nurture children and so now we have to step outside of that role and now try to be mom and dad and that's just not it's not possible mm -hmm. because our men need you know, the tough love of the father Absolutely. and they need the nurturing side of the, the mother. And when we have to play both roles, it's really tough to be able to do that, you know? And, um, my a friend of my, a friend of mine, we talk about that often, you know, and it's, and, and same on this opposite side. If, if you have a dad, that's a single, you know, dad, and he's trying to, dads are not generally going to be as nurturing as mothers because that's just not our DNA. Right. Right. right and right. so like, it, they're not supposed to have to do that. So it's really tough for them to be dad and, and be, you know, this macho dad. And, and, you know, so dad is supposed to fuss them out and be like, you ain't supposed to do da da da. And mom is like, baby, come here. You know, <laughs> come here, let me just, it's okay. Yeah, that's how he is, you know, but we don't have that and it's really tough, but we do have to try to create a balance or set up something for our, our children, someone for our children to be able to talk to so that they have that balance.
Yeah, absolutely. I hope I answered your question. You definitely did. <laughs> you definitely did. It, it's, it's, been, it's been going definitely great. Um, what I want to get into now is is the wellness, like the you know the wellness part. Like I guess that'd be be more the wellness, like mm-hmm. like your physical. What, what, yeah. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Let's do. Let's go with wellness. Wellness. All like right. It. So. Uh, you know, I hide, I hide, I hide my physique really well, but I'm really out of shape. And uh, and somebody that's like myself, that got a family, but that's trying to build a routine. Mm-hmm. What would you be? What would your advice be for me? Read that book. Read the Breaking book. Breaking my family's poor health chain. <laughs> read <That's> the book. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be. Um, seriously, I would say read the book because it kind of gives you a foundation of understanding. Like you have to understand what your beliefs and your values are, mm-hmm. and also what your habits are. So if you understand why you do the things you do, then it'll be a little easier for you to undo and fix and create new habits. If you have no idea why you do what you do, then you know you haven't even addressed kind of like who you truly are. You know, looking at your core values, but also looking at not just your core values, but your core identity and understanding like what that means. You know, a lot of people, we just don't do that. You know, so, so the book is great because it's an easy read and it gives you a foundation of, of questions that you can start asking, but just in general for your family, just one, you guys sit down, you and your wife Mm -hmm. sit down and just kind of decide like, what is it that we want to do? You know, what's the point and purpose of our family? What is the goal that we want to set for our family? And then you guys talk about that and get on the same page and then, okay, well, what's the first step? Gotcha. You don't have to know the last step. You don't even have to know the third step. We just don't. We generally don't start because we don't know. We can't see the full scope of it. And so we just do nothing. Gotcha. Now, you said you was in Virginia Beach this weekend. Yeah. So what's the vibe? What, what, what are you usually listening to? Let me. Let me Music-wise? Music-wise. What's the vibe? Oh, so let's see. Um, I listen to everything. I okay. love music. Um, I The only music I don't like is Screamo. So that's like when they're screaming and like okay. all that crazy. I can't get down with that. But I like country. I love old school R&B, like everything. So on the way up, I had to listen to um, some Estelle. Okay. And so those are my, you know, my theme songs. And what about some baby face? Not when I'm driving. No, I can't. That yeah, I need like upbeat music, you know, okay. while I'm while I'm driving. I'm just so. trying to trying to find a song to take us to break. Okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> you can it. hit me with anything. Anything. Yeah. All right. Best conversations podcast. We're gonna take a quick music break and we'll be back soon. You can uh put the headphones in if you wanna listen to it. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't like the way he treats you. He doesn't deserve you. You really don't. Your 
I don't agree with uh, Babyface. I pay your rent. I do. <laughs> I'm just gonna just gonna put that out there. Best Conversations <laughs> Podcast, man. Episode 48. We got Tawanda Wilson in the building, just in here dropping jewels. Just, just, just definitely helping. Now, um, be very respect respectful when I ask you this next question. Okay. Now, a person that's on you know a, on a great diet. How does that help their their sex life, in in um in 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 the realm of health and wellness? A lot, really. Uh, yeah, definitely. So, um, give you a great example. I okay. had a friend who um, was having some issues sexually, okay. as far as with. Now we can talk. We can we can talk, right? We can this talk. Like talk. Real talk. Real talk. Okay. 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 I'm just I'm just being a respectable respectable okay. male. So this I just is all don't in health and, okay, and wellness. So I'm a okay. holistic health practitioner. So this okay. is all health stuff. Okay. Okay. Got you. So Let's get it. he um, was saying that he had some issues with his his penis staying hard, as hard as it was when he was, let's say, in high school, middle school, right? Okay. So I'm like, okay, what are you doing? So a couple of things that will lead to um, not having a, a stronger erection, you know, as you get older is weed. Okay. And I don't smoke marijuana. Very good. And then also <laughs> your diet. So most people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables. We're generally supposed to get seven to 14 servings of fruit and vegetable a day, right? Mm-hmm. And we generally get maybe one or two. Right. So what, what are we eating? What, what's the rest of it? It's generally protein because America has told us that you have to have a lot of protein, you know, and protein is is very good and all that good stuff. So mm-hmm. we are looking at getting protein. It's like, oh, where do you get your protein? That's the, the question that all vegans are asked. So what he found was when he changed his diet, he actually um, – had a, a better erection. So he started telling his friends like, Hey, like if you eat more vegetables and you change your diet and stop eating all that meat, you'll actually have a better erection. So he came back to me and, and we were talking about that. And he was like, I've told a couple of people and they're, they call me back like, yo D like you were for real. Like, it's like, like I was in like high school again. Like it was, and I'm like, really? Well, good job. You know, <laughs> giving out information. But I love the fact that he even shared what I had shared with him with like three or four different guys. And they all had the same, you know, the same result, like a better erection and better sex life because they changed their diets. Mm. So you got to remember the penis is erect by blood. And so that circulation, and if we're eating too much red meat or too, just too much meat in general, okay. um, doesn't mean that everybody has to be vegetarian. It just right. means that you need to make meat your side dish, right? And not your main dish. So that's a good little tip, isn't it? That is a good I know tip. You don't write that one down. <laughs> I definitely am. I definitely am. <laughs> But yeah, if you make it your side dish and then you are adding in all these fruit and vegetable, it's going to help the circulation process. So then you are going to have a better sex life for women, making sure that our hormones and men and women making sure the hormones are in balance, meaning you're not eating a lot of sugars and things like that, which can cause um, weight around the midsection that, again, will reduce, you know, that blood flow. Um, and for us women, we just want to make sure that, you know, everything is 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 as moist as we want it to be as we get older, right? Facts. And so we want to make sure that we're, we're balancing those hormones for those reasons as well. Right. And it helps us as well. So it's not just men, it's men and women. I, that, that's the next question I was about to go to. How, yeah. how does this affect the women as well? The same, the same, if not more. Like, we have to carry children. So what we when we carry our children, they're going to get all the nutrients, also Absolutely. all the toxins that we have in our bodies. You know, it's naturally going to the children. So if we have a bucket that's this big, 
or mm-hmm. a smaller bucket. And as we start putting toxins into our bodies, mm-hmm. um, the kids are going to get them as well. Right. And so that means your children are coming out and they're already having toxins. And then we start putting them on stuff like Similac, which is made of a toxin. And then we, you know, start giving them the McDonald's food. So like their toxicity level is just like increasing. And then we wonder why we're having so many, you know, health issues with our younger kids at such an early rate. And it's because we're, we one, we don't even talk about detoxing. Right. You know, like, like that's a, it's like, well, my body's supposed to do it. So how, how often, and that was a great conversation about sex. And, and, and <laughs> Thank that, you that very was, much. And very nice, right? It was, it was well done. Very well done. Very well done. I got people that, that you know, on my Facebook that I go to church with. So I try to be, oh, good. I try to be respectable, but sometimes I do go a little over there. So okay. Forgive me. My heart's in the right place. Yeah, God's, we didn't do it tonight. God's still working on me. <laughs> <laughs> God, is still wor- God is still working on me. My homeboy, Tony, um, says he wants a signed book. So, so we're going to work on oh, that nice. for him. I got you, Mr. Tony. Yes. Um, detoxing. Yeah. How often do you detox and how, and how often should people detox? Um, I would say should generally, I would speak generally, but you knowing what you need to do is, is very important. But generally, I would say if you needed to detox, maybe twice a year. You know, so I like the change of the seasons for me. So because when you when I do it at the change of the seasons, we're coming out of the summer. Right. Mm -hmm. So in the summer, I'm eating a lot of summer foods. So a lot of like watermelon and just like all those watery type foods, you know, uh, cucumbers and celery and and all that stuff. Um, And when we go into the fall and the winter, we're eating more heartier type foods. So I want to detox my body before I go into the winter for a couple of different reasons. Um, In the wintertime, our blood slows down, right? Because it's colder. But Mm -hmm. our lymphatic system does the same thing, which is why the cold season, you know, we start getting colds because now our digestive system, which is considered our second brain, is slower. So if you still have all this backed up waste from the summer and, and the previous months and then you go into winter now you're uh, reducing your immune system and so the body's going to catch cold faster because now you have all this you're you're constipated and you're not using the bathroom like you're supposed to so if you go into the fall and you're detoxing during that time that's really really good because then you're going to eat these heartier foods and more cakes and pies at that time so you can help your immune system a little bit you know so that you're not how 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 long is your typical detox talking Um, two weeks three weeks a month it depends so if i'm doing a cellular detox that's going to be about three months if i'm doing a full yeah because you gotta okay you gotta remember so if i'm doing a cellular detox that's just not like detox and most people talk about detox and they're talking about detoxing their their uh kidneys or their liver or their digestive system right Mm -hmm. i'm talking about on a cellular level so I'm going to detox those, you know, the, the kidneys, the liver, the intestines first mm-hmm. for the first 30 days. And then I'm going to detox my body. And then I'm going to detox my brain. Because when we eat Ooh. sugar, that's going into the brain as well. And that's what leads to things like Alzheimer's and dementia and all this other stuff. So just so mm. you, you live and die on a cellular level, right? So you have to detox the cells. We're only talking about the organs when we talk about detoxing most times. Mm-hmm. But if you live and die on a cellular level, why are you not detoxing the cells and also your muscles and all that stuff? Because that's where toxins go. Right. So wow. it's, it's a it's a bigger thing. But if I'm just trying to do something very simple, then I would just detox, let's say my liver, my uh, kidneys and my digestive system, the gut. 
Mm. That's a that's a basic one. And you can do that, you know, in um, three days or seven days or whatever. Um, you don't have to do the, the full 30 days. But when you do a detox on a cellular level, you're still able to eat. Mm-hmm. Right. We're not talking about a fast. A fast is something different. Right. Right. And right. A fast is going to be that thing that you do when you want to stimulate um, stem cells to mm-hmm. grow. So that's that's another conversation. Exactly. What 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 type of detoxing? um like remedies that you found that work the best and, and for people that's not used to detoxing, what, like what, like what's some of the remedies? Um, the first I would say is just make sure that your, um, intestines are moving, like the bowels are moving. So using something like a gentle, um, well, you can use food, of course, uh-huh. but so more fiber. Okay. So eating fibrous foods is going to be the first thing. But if you need something or need some assistance because you're not eating enough of that, you're going to add the food in. But then you can use something like a fiber um, uh, supplement. You can mm-hmm. use um, teas. They're herbal teas like senna is actually that's what all laxatives are made out of is senna. Um, they just add a whole bunch of other stuff to it and put it on the market. So you can get Senna tea from like your health food store mm-hmm. and you can detox the the colon that way. And then, of course, um, eating again, leafy green vegetables, lots of, of green foods and all that good stuff. That's the best place to start. And then, of course, increasing your water because most people are walking around and we're dehydrated. Right. Gotcha. Now, now, me personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I let's love get into, you. Get into me. Let's get into you. Get into me because I, <laughs> I I am a mess when it comes to health and wellness. I, I am a mess. Um, yeah, I'm a mess. Okay. And I really I really want to get this clean. I'm 35. Okay. I'm 35 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, former athlete on a very C type of level. <laughs> I would say, uh, you know, I was I had some good moments. Okay. Uh, I, had, I had some good moments, okay. to be honest. I'm, I'm not going to lie to my son and say I was like this <laughs> five-star athlete or anything like that. Um, but, you know, I just really, I just want to be slim again, truthfully. Okay. Like, I just want I just, I just to be slim again. Okay. And, like, I might just, I lose, like, I might, like, lose 10 pounds, like, mm-hmm. one week. And then the next week, I just go back to those poor habits mm-hmm. and... You know, just just get right back to it. And what's what's more important, the exercising or the diet? Oh, you just had to go there. Mm -hmm. So the reason. okay, first, they're both important. Okay, exercise is going to be about 20 percent, you know, 20 percent or so. um, Because I see people. Yeah, because I see people. I had, a, I had a home girl that lost a bunch of weight, mm-hmm. and she didn't even work out. Like mm-hmm. she literally just cut out bread yep. and meat, yeah, and sugar. I think, yeah, she just she lost had to cut out sugar and lost like a ton of weight. Like you know, you know that 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 weight that you lose when you see him the second time, you see him like yeah. months later, you be like, jeez, yeah, yeah, that too. My homeboy, yeah. my homeboy Sean, he might still be on it. He he um he said he was on a keto okay. keto diet. He said he just lost 10, 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So I have a love-hate relationship with diets. Okay. Talk to me. Because when you diet, that means you're basically taking out um, a food 
um, you're taking out something, right? Okay. You're taking out something. So when you put that back in, you're going to gain the weight back. Okay. Right? So what I look at doing is talking with people about creating a lifestyle that's sustainable for you. So whatever that looks like. So that's why I said everybody doesn't have to be a vegetarian because they may not want to be. But if you're looking at what you're doing and then we're adjusting what you're doing to a point where you can actually live that lifestyle continuously as opposed to bouncing around, you know, from diet to diet. Mm -hmm. And that works better. So most people will call me and say, hey, I did the keto diet diet and um i gained weight back but i gained even more weight because you know they started after they got off the diet they mm -hmm. went back to what they were normally, they were doing. normally doing yeah and that's the problem right. with any diet i don't care what diet they repackage because most diets are just repackaged with a different name you know mm -hmm. that one's close to the atkins diet you know slightly so so it's just kind of like you have to create a lifestyle that works for you and your family or for you if it's just you and and then just roll with it like there's no quick fix. I don't care. You can do the, the weight loss teas and all that. But I will say this to you. Just because you lose weight does not make you healthy. But getting healthy will actually make you lose weight. Can you say that one more time? Yeah. So just because you lose weight, it does not make you healthy. But getting healthy will actually make you lose weight. Cool. That's a bar. Thank you. Bars. <laughs> Those are bars. <laughs> but yeah. So I think that's that's. I think that's the biggest thing. Like we have to, we have to look at health. It's kind of like fit and health, right? People mm -hmm. say, "Oh, I'm fit." Fit is somebody who looks good. They're an athlete. They right. they may be a you know a, um, a bodybuilder, but bodybuilders are not healthy. And I right. talk about that in the book as well. It's like bodybuilders have the worst health. You know, one of the worst. You know, they have. There's a lot of people that have bad health, but they too. Because that's a lot of muscle. People. It is. And the body does not recognize fat and muscle and go, oh, well, he has extra 300, you know, 200 or 50. Let me let me not exaggerate. He has an extra 20 pounds of muscle, not an extra 20 pounds of fat. It doesn't matter. Your body has your um, heart has to work harder on either side of that. Mm -hmm. And so now that your heart is working harder, you're making it do more work. It has to pump more, you know, oxygen. So it's unhealthy. So just like it, it's fat. So people won't tell you that they're like oh no he looks great yeah you're great eye candy but you're not healthy mm. and they're eating the same foods generally over and over again we need diversity in our foods you know so gotcha yeah what was a cheat day for you like i don't have cheat days because they don't give drug dealers i mean not drug dealers they don't give drug addicts cheat days right <laughs> they don't give alcoholics cheat, cheat days. days so why right. do you have a cheat day what do you mean like i'm making a lifestyle so if I, it, you know, if I'm eating, if I decide to eat ice cream, okay, I'm going to eat ice cream. Okay. I'm not going to eat ice cream every day or, you know, six days out of the, out of the seven days. Like I'm just going to be mindful of, I want it now. I'm going to eat it now. It's going to be the amount that's on the back of the, the package. I'm not going to eat a whole gallon and then I'm going to move on. Mm. That's it. And that's kind of what we used to do. You know, now it's like it's there. And so like because it's there, we have no self-control. Like I just refuse to believe that people have no self-control over what they're eating. It's just that we don't understand and we're not we're not taught about uh, we have there's a miseducation about what true health is. Right. And we think that we can just do everything and everybody's YOLO and all around, you know, so it's just kind of like, no, like you get to decide how your health is and you get to decide how your life's going to be. What did you think about the film? What the health? Um, I thought it was good. I mm -hmm. thought it was really good. I actually have my clients look at that um, and a couple of others um, before they start working with me. Mm hmm. Yeah, so I actually like it. All right, let's let's talk about your your professional career, your your okay. day your your day to day, and 
again, tell the people what you do in your day-to-day, your -day, like your, your job. Yep. So I am a holistic health practitioner and wellness educator. And break, I actually, that, break that down for the, for the people that just graduated high school. <laughs> so that. basically, I help people um, find imbalances in their lifestyle. Okay. And then we fix those. And in fixing those, because... High blood pressure, diabetes, and cancer are called chronic lifestyle diseases. Mm -hmm. So if you look at your lifestyle, then you can actually start shifting and adjusting um, the health issues that you have. Um, I'm going to say that lifestyle trumps heredity. Okay. You know, so we think, oh, well, my grandmother and my great grandmother had high blood pressure. So now I'm going to get it. That does, That's not necessarily true. Okay. You know, if you're doing the things that they did, you're going to get what they had. If you shift and adjust, then you're, you, you know, you're not. So you can turn on and turn off genes. We all have cancer cells is whether or not we're turning them on or off or not. Gotcha. Now, do you work for like your own business or? Yeah. So own my business. Company, yeah, own business. Oh, applause that, Jerry. So <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah, definitely. So I do that full time. So that's my my full time job is working with clients. So right now I have clients in twenty two states and three different countries. Got you. And tell the people how how can they if they wanted to you know come check you out and 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 you know get part of your lifestyle. How, how would they find you? You can find me on realwellnesscorp.com. That is the website. So that's realwellnesscorp.com. You can um, give me a call at 919-408-4644. And you, we are also on all of the platforms, Instagram, all those good things at realwellness underscore uh, LLC. Gotcha. And before I let you out of here, we... Um I just have to applaud you on this book. And I just want to just tell me how, how was it being, was is this your first book? That's my first book by myself. Okay. I've another book with some other people. Okay. So what, what was the process like of putting out your first book? Like what, what were the challenges? Me? It was me. It was you. <laughs> it, was, it was me. It was me. It so was me, of course. It was me, of course. So my publisher uh, is actually Noah's Ark Publishing. Okay. And um, he was amazing. I mm -hmm. told you I tried to write this book a couple of times, but he was just kind of like, okay, let's just, I'm going to walk you through it. I'm going to make it very easy for you. And he's in LA. So we were, you know, on the phone doing this thing. And so... He was just kind of like, okay, what are we going to talk about? And he just kind of helped me narrow down what I was going to put in the book because I felt like I had so much information and I just wanted to give it all. You know, and he was just kind of like, wait, 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 let's do this. And so then I said, okay, let's just start at the beginning. We have to start with the eight essentials. And so once we did that, he was like, okay, so now. And then we kind of just went through this process. It was truly him and, hit, you know, him helping me with everything and that kept me on track. The other thing was... The same thing that I do with my business. He was like, you need to, we're going to meet on this day at this time and you need to have chapter whatever finished for me. And because he was keeping me, you know, on track, I was like, okay, I'm not going to this meeting and not have anything. So I'm like staying up the night before trying to write a whole chapter. <laughs> and that's what I do with my clients. It's just kind of like. I'm there to keep them on track and to okay. keep them focused and disciplined because if not, we fall short. Right. And so that was, it was, it was me. That was the challenge. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and how long this book has been out? 
Uh, we dropped that book in July, July 28th, actually. July 28th. Yeah, July 28th. In the middle of the pandemic. In the middle of the pandemic. And it actually can be uh, purchased on Amazon.com and Kindle. And we are currently working on the voiceover for or doing the voice okay. stuff for the book. I got to take some lessons. Where, where, where do you plan <laughs> on doing the voice at? Where do you... Oh, I have a studio already. Okay. Oh, yeah. you already have a studio already. Yeah, okay, yeah, got you. I, yeah. That's most of the time how I, you know, condone my books is audio. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. but I'm gonna read this. Like I'm a, I'm gonna have this done in the next, and I want you to check on me too. Okay. Okay. In the next two weeks, I'm gonna have this done. Two weeks. Why two weeks? <sighs> Helping kids with homework. Mm. PS4, you know. Okay, so let's do this. How about we say, because that is a very easy read. Easy read? It is a very easy read. How about we say a week? A week? And yeah, and you got to come back on in a week and tell your, next, your ne- audience that t- you've t- completed audience the book. Next Sunday? Yep, okay. Definitely. That's fair enough. That's, That's good. fair enough. Your health is worth it. You you deserve it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, it's been absolute pleasure yes. to have you on. Um Thank to uh, Kayla for recommending you. She um, she she spoke really highly of you, and you know, said you she'd be a great guest to have on your show, and it definitely have been that. And and I, I definitely look forward to reading this book. Anything you want to leave the people with before we go? Yeah, I think the one thing that I will leave you with is um, something that I always say: your health begins and it ends with you. That's it. And thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Best Conversations Podcast, episode 48. Yes, go. please go pick up this book. Please support our queen. Um, you know, we, we definitely have to support each other. And like she said, like our health is, is very important. And, and me personally, on my personal journey, I definitely have to start taking it more, more serious. And me and my friends in my group chat, we all... In our mid thirties, uh, you know, one of the, one of the guys in there finally said, "Have any of y'all got y'all? Uh, what's it? The, what's the thing the guys get when about oh, forty? When uh, you guys get your PSA checked? Yeah, yeah. The carotid. What's, what's it called? Oh, you talking about colonoscopy? That's the word. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll so, talk about. That. We can talk about that on another. Yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, dang, we are getting up at that age where we should be checking. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do mine when I'm about forty. So maybe before. I don't know. I'm a little little nervous. Don't do it. Okay, I'm gonna talk about it. We'll talk about it. All right, man. Best Conversations Podcast, man. We thank y'all. We appreciate y'all for uh, checking in. Facebook, we love y'all. Thank y'all for for checking in. AMI Studios, y'all are the best, man. It was so smooth in here tonight, man. It was really, really nice. Really, really good vibes. Um, You know, we got this 50th episode coming up. Uh, I don't know who we're gonna have on 49, but on the 50th 50th episode, you know, we're doing the three live. We're doing three live podcasts all in one night. Shout out to Unfiltered Podcast, MID Podcast, and Best Conversations Podcast. Got a special guest coming. It's going to be a cool little live event. I wish I could tell you where it's going to be at, but it's it's invite only. But anyway, all right, man. Best Conversations Podcast. We, we end this thing the same way every time. Um, keep God first, and I promise everything will work itself out. Miss Tawanda, thank you. You're more than welcome. Thank you. Best Conversations Podcast. Peace and love. May I have a blessed week, man. Thank you. You're welcome. This was really cool. Everything just ran smooth. I'm always nervous when I... (laughs)
what? I meet people for when the you first don't time. know, yeah, when, when you, you don't know, know who you're talking to. <laughs> I get a 